podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Coven Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It is 9.37 on Tuesday the 28th of February. Just to let you know, this interview will be going out on the 1st of March in the morning. It's too late. I wanted to get this interview out today, but... You know what? It's like, you're just... Respect I have got the heart. Respect well, I've got the heart to say no. You're like, mate, can we do? Well, first of all, you phone me up on Monday after the fight, right? And go, can we do a little bit tomorrow? I said, what? Reflecting on Jake Paul against Tommy Fury? You're like, yeah. I'm like, not really, mate. To be honest with you, like, we can talk about a Mexico show or like whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I said maybe we do it Tuesday, like Monday night. What time can I come in tomorrow? What time can I come in tomorrow, mate? I'm about. I'm busy. I'm this. I'm that. Oh, what about Zoom? Come on, son. I want to talk about your Mexico show? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. I did say that. I just said, come on, Viva Mexico. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, listen. There's a few things. Come on. Well, well, get me in trouble. Get me huh? talking about things that I've got nothing to do with. Go Calm on. down. Calm yourself down, Edward. Fucking late night. Right, first of all, let's talk about a little bit of disappointment here. Taylor Serrano not happening yeah. on May the 20th. Talk to me about what's happened now. Yeah, look, she had a very tough fight with Erica Cruz. And it was like, 14 weeks or whatever it was from the date of the fight, we felt that it would be fine, subject to any injuries. She got cut in the fight. Uh, it was a it was a tough fight. We got in the ring after. We went to Nikisa from MVP. He went to Jordan. Jordan spoke to Amanda and said, look, how do you feel? Feel great. May 20th, not a problem. Let's get it on. She'd already signed the contract. Um, let's announce it. So got Kate Taylor in the ring, announced it, everything's fine. And obviously the week after the fight, a bit sore, hands are a bit sore, et cetera. And just really as the extra times unfolded, she's got a few niggles. It's the best way I can explain it. And unfortunately, you know, over the last probably week, we've been made aware of it from the Keys and MVP. And they saw various doctors and said, look, you just need a little bit more time. We don't think it's going to be a lot of time. But it's going to be a delay. Um, and how long that delay will be will will sort of be unveiled over the coming week, really, as we try and reschedule. Okay, so the first question I will ask you about the situation, will Katie Taylor still fight on May the 20th? At the moment, that's not the plan. Subject to subject to the delay time. Now we would like this fight to happen in July. And it does open up the possibility of, of revisiting a stadium, which could be interesting. Um, but if the delay goes on till, you know, August, September, October, yes, then, then she will fight. Um, we have spoken to Chantel Cameron's team about, you know, our, our plan for 2023 for Katie is Amanda Serrano, Chantel Cameron. And that's still the plan. However, if the Serrano fight was delayed for the second fight of the year, then we could look at Chantel Cameron. Chantel Cameron is also scheduled to fight, announcement incoming, 
on the Anthony Joshua card to defend her undisputed championship. So there's a lot of conversations backwards and forwards. I feel like the injury won't mean it's a substantial delay. So it will be Serrano next, but we'll keep across that over the next week. So you're telling me there is an outside chance, possibly, that Casey Taylor could fight Chantal Cameron on May the 20th in Ireland? Uh, outside chance. Yeah. Um, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, there's an outside chance that could be the case. I prefer that fight, to be fair. Just my opinion. It's, it's a cracking fight. I mean, look, we know it's not yet of the same profile globally because of what we saw at Madison Square Garden. But from a UK perspective, an Ireland, Ireland perspective, it's a great fight. It's two undisputed champions. You know, it's, it's undisputed to be undisputed or undisputed to be undisputed. I mean, they're, they're two tremendous fights. But Katie's made it very clear she wants Chantel Cameron and that fight will happen. Beer a kick in the nuts for you. Obviously, you went through all that, not getting it at Croke Park, going to Free Arena. Yeah. Listen, everything happens for a reason. Maybe it goes to Croke Park now. Mm. In the summer, it gives us some more time. You know, the cynics will probably say it's it's a made-up injury that we're delaying to get the fight at Croke Park, but it's genuinely not. But it may work out that way. You know, I, I think you just become, um, not emotionless, but so cold to bad news in boxing that it's not, I'm not even, yeah, of course I'm disappointed, but no big deal. A couple of months, tops, and we go. If Katie Taylor doesn't fight on May the 20th, do you have another show that possibly could go with the zone on May the 20th? Absolutely. If Katie Taylor doesn't go in May, there will be a huge fight in May, of which we are exploring many options now. Look at you getting all excited. No, I don't know. No, I'm not. I mean, look, there's, right, say where, there's then. a lot of big fights. Say where. What? Say where. Nottingham. Leeds. Oh, tight. Yeah. But we, there will be a major fight in May. Taylor Cameron sounds or a stadium fight, a big arena fight. There's plenty in the pipeline of what we're working on at the moment. Okay. But it's absolutely our remit from the zone is if we haven't got Taylor Serrano, we want a big mega fight in May, please. And we say, no problem, my old son. All right, we'll keep to that then. Don't just like really? go cold and then deliver fuck Obviously. all. Oh, yeah, because I've really got a track record of that, and I? All right, mate. Okay, let's talk about, let's go, to, before we talk, with, obviously we're going to talk about Conor Ben tonight, we have to, but I do want your reflection and reaction to Saudi Arabia on Sunday night. First of all... It's hard, but I keep, I, I keep watching my different interviews, like with the zone. And it's like, I'm the king of backhanded compliments, aren't I? I'm like, do you know what? I respect Jake Paul. He's actually done really well there, but he's absolutely useless. Like, so I've just, and I don't like, I don't mean subject to what people think. I actually don't really like watching or listening to myself back. But all I honestly ever do is give you my honest opinion. And my honest opinion is, I've been thinking about this. For a YouTuber who has never boxed before, who at the age of 20, 
four or whatever it was, took up boxing. And three years on or wherever we are, he is unbelievable. Right? right. I said to someone today, a boxer, not saying, what level do you think that fight was? And they said, I don't think it was area title level. Right? Now, to the casuals or the people who aren't aware of that, you've got British title, English title, and then area titles. I, I think it, I don't like it when I say they're both poor in terms of their ability. But I don't really know how to put it. Like, the problem is, is Jake Paul's talked about he can obviously can't. Yeah, I know he deep down he doesn't believe he can beat Canelo, but he genuinely thinks he can be a world class contender. Like he's so far off the, you know. But there are pros that are worse than Jake Paul. Tommy Fury beat about nine of them. Like Tommy, like Jake Paul was the best opponent Tommy has ever faced, and that that gives you everything you need to know about his resume, Tommy. And by the way. I've never met Tommy. Seems like a nice, nice young man. And there was a lot of pressure on him, to be fair. And it was a big occasion. But he's not. Tommy's never going to win a British title, in my in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But there's loads of people that don't win a British title. So can I say but, one thing, Edward? Can I say one thing? Like, take out all Love Island and all this YouTube and all this stuff. Yeah. If we're talking about an eight rounder, which is what it was, for a start. You talk about area level, and area level wouldn't have an eight rounder. But if you're just watching that as a spectacle, you wouldn't be so critical of that fight. It's only because you know the background of both fighters, which leads you to believe that oh, that's not actually area title level. Uh, hold on, hold on. I would be critical if I was be if it was being sold to me as someone's in that fight with ability, like ability. If you want to talk about I'm watching an eight rounder because I'm watching watching a world class prospect. No, if that fight was on a small hall show or like a non-TV show and it was just a couple of local lads, then, yeah, it was all right. It was quite a good little scrap. It's, been, it's not being sold as them two as being world beaters. It's being sold on their, like, their presence in, like... Well, like, then, well then don't... Yeah, but, but then don't, don't moan when I say a couple of very average fighters in a 50-50 over eight rounds. What else do you want me to say? Neither of them have ability to go to any level in the game, right? But one's a YouTuber, right, who has done unbelievably well. I mean, look, he looks away when he throws his punches. He turns his back in the fight. But he's got a decent chin. He can whack a bit. And I think he's got a, I think he's got a bottle. Right? The other one, some kind of pedigree. Young man, got lots of improvements to make. But just in my opinion, isn't going to go and win any kind of major title. I'm not having a go at it. I'm not saying, oh, well, it was a, yeah, but it was only an eight-rounder. I, 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 I thought it was all right. Decent little scrap against two very average fighters. What, what, were you expecting anything different to what you saw? Because I really? thought it was relatively I, I thought, Yes, I was. I was expecting Tommy Fury to grab the fight by the balls, to walk him down, to beat him up and stop him. But he boxed cagely. He boxed passively. And Jake Paul was better than I thought. 
as I think they all thought, you know, thought that. I thought he took some good shots. I thought he had a decent-ish jab. And I thought he can whack a bit. But other times, every time he throws, he's looking away. Sometimes he's in a clinch and he turns his back. Like, it was, you know, but but look, there's I've seen worse fights on a professional card. And I've seen worse professional fighters than Jake Paul. I've said that before. When I said before, he's an average professional fighter, that's not an insult. It's actually could be a compliment, but that's what he is. He's average. He's never going to compete at any kind of major level, but why should he? That's like me or you turning pro and then all of a sudden becoming world-class contenders. Like what he's done in his position is amazing. Amazing. And that's all I can say. But in professional boxing, he's not very good. That's just fact. Like, and he should fight KSI. He'll make an absolute fortune. And then that's his lot. Maybe he could do a few more, Nate Diaz or whatever. I don't know. But that's what it is, what it is. Listen, he's probably just made like 20 mil. He said, he said he's made 30 mil. Whatever he says, halve it or get close to it and you'll be somewhere near it. But whatever it was, 15, 20, 20, who cares? Congratulations, mate. I mean, Bellew, Bellew said it right on his tweet. Listen, how can you knock him? Boxing's his hobby. And he's just picked up 20 large or whatever he's picked up. Bellew says, my hobby's golf. Cost me a fortune. If you were Tommy Fury, would you stick down this route or would you stick down a more conventional route in terms of your opponents now? Because he's obviously not going to earn... Listen, I don't know what Tommy... Money what he's Tom, going to earn doing that. Tommy, the Fury, Tommy Fury's just made, I don't know, rumours of four, five, six, seven, whatever it is. Unbelievable. Eight-rounder. Swan the channel. Swan the channel. Should have got should have got ten grand for that. Ten grand for an eight rounder, like <laughs> at that level. It's what the like, money they're generating? Should have got ten grand? Come on, mate. No, but what I'm saying, I know what you're saying. Ability wise, don't be facetious. Oh. I'll just cut you off and never talk to you again. Would you have liked to have promoted that? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't have had a problem promoting it. I mean, I said before, I'm never doing YouTube boxing again. You probably play. You'll probably pay play this back when I do one, but that's not YouTube boxing. I've said before he's not a YouTube boxer anymore. I've said that for for the last year or so. I class Jake Paul as a professional boxer. He's a lot better than some professional boxers. All right, one more question on this because I spoke to George Groves about this yesterday. Would Jake Paul or Tommy Fury right now? Would they beat Luke Watkins? Luke Watkins, really? What a random one to... No, it wasn't. We're talking about Luke Watkins obviously fighting on your card coming up. Luke Watkins, who is about to... Who was about to challenge for the English Cruiserweight title. He's not fighting Jordan Thompson anymore? He is, yeah, but before that, Right, he, he he pulled out of that fight. He was well, the example, I was talking to George Groves about it yesterday, and that's why okay. I'm asking you. I think no. You think Luke Watkins would beat Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, yeah? Luke Watkins would definitely beat Jake Paul. Definitely beat Jake Paul. And he, and I, in my opinion, you're talking about a 200-plus pound cruiserweight. They yeah. weighed like 180 pounds for that fight. I mean, yeah. Jake's not a fully-fledged cruiserweight. So, yes, absolutely. 
absolutely. And Watkins has been in with decent domestic opposition. Yeah, he's fallen short mm. uh, against every very good domestic fighter. But he's a, uh, I think he's changed for the British title. He's never won a British title. But yes, I believe that he would beat both of those. I mean, he's a lot bigger as well. But I don't, I think from a, from a, like, there is no way that Jake Paul, like, irrelevant, could win a British title. No way. No way ever. What? Cool. He's a light heavyweight, really. Yeah. Who's a British champion? Dan Aziz. Do you think that Jake Paul would beat Dan Aziz? I mean, Dan Aziz, who is a good British champion, really solid British champ, right? And there's other domestic fighters. You've got Boatsy, you've got Yard, you've got Callum Smith. But there is absolutely no way that Jake Paul would beat Dan Aziz. No way. So what, what you're saying is that Jake Paul wouldn't beat someone who was at British title level or British champion. You're not saying Correct. that. Right, okay. And you're saying... Irrelevant, also, by the way. He's from America. I oh, know. But you're saying Tom Fury wouldn't win a British title. That's he a... Bit be. He's 23 think, years old. You just asked me if I thought he'd win a British title. What? I'm not talking about... What you talk about in five years' time. I don't... You know, do I? I don't know right five now, years' time, but... In, okay, right right now, there is no way Tommy Fury would beat Dan Aziz, who's the British lightweight champion. But would you match someone... Like Tommy Fury with someone like Dan Aziz after no. eight four. No, exactly. No. That's irrelevant. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about ever. Ever. Why would Tommy Fury fight Dan Aziz when he can fight KSI or I don't know? Who what uh, someone else another mad name out there who's a YouTuber, I don't know. Dappy Dappy Pappy. I don't know. Oh it is who he is. Yeah. Is is uh is fifty grand to fight Dan Aziz, or you can make three mil to fight Dappy Pappy. I mean, you're so funny though. Isn't you? Four years on, and this is your attitude to all this. It's mad, isn't it? Because you are hundred years fighting all this. I did Jake Paul's debut. Cool. When I did KSI against Logan Paul, mate, I could have stayed there and done it all day long. It it. I know that you think and people think that I'm just so hungry for a pound note, but I can't do it. I can't. Some things, cringe is not always the right word, but some things just don't sit right with me. And and that's not Jake Paul against Tommy Fury, by the way. And that's not Jake Paul against anyone because he's a proper fighter. Talk about how good he is. He's a proper fighter. He does the camps. He does the hard spars. He gets in there and he has it. Like, and that's the one thing I respect about him. And you have to respect that about someone that jumps through the ropes. He has it. He weren't scared. And he got chinned a couple of times. And he kept coming forward. Good luck to him. Okay. 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 Can I say one thing? I'm going to give you a little bit of a compliment here with this. I'm really, really feeling your Wales card. Unbelievable card. I mean, there's no dappy Andy, dappy. Andy Ryan fighting for the world title now on that as well. In a in a really tough fight. I mean, you've got Joe Cordero against Rakimov, which is a tremendous fight for the world title. Brilliant fight. You've got Zelfa Barrett again. Oh, down to 10%, boy. Down to 10%. You've only got another five minutes. You better fucking Zelfa start Barrett. cooking, mate. 
Zelfa Barrett against the, Alex Dilmanji. You've Dilma got Luke, Yeah, you've got Luke Watkins against Jordan Thompson. Yeah. You've got Gavin Gwynn against Woodruff for the British and Commonwealth. And now you've got Sandy Ryan for the World Title. It is a fantastic night of boxing at April 22. Motor Point Arena, Cardiff Live and exclusive on design. Tremendous card. Yeah, that's one of your better cards, to be fair. Um, right, okay. Let's talk about Conor Ben. Conor Ben, mm. two hours ago, so 10 o'clock, put out a very, very long statement uh, outlining various different things. First of all, I've got to ask you, did you see the statement before it went out? And the second question is, what was your kind of reaction to that statement? So I spoke to Conor Ben and his legal team yesterday. They told me a lot of the substance that was in. I've never seen the 270-page document. Never. They showed me. They told me about a lot of the key points from that that was going to go into the statement. I knew the statement was coming today, and it's come. And I think the key points are there is some, in Connor's opinion and and the scientist's opinion, horrific errors that took place during this process. But the key, I think, for Connor was around the eggs. And there's still people, like, it doesn't really matter. Some people see the tweet, don't even read the statement, and you just yeah. look at the replies, it says, yeah, eggs, mate, nice one. And what the statement says was, I never said it was eggs. The scientists that were involved in the hearing for the WBC clearly said there have been numerous false of contamination um, issues from athletes recently in various sports who have uh, tested positive for traces of clomiphene due to a large consumption of eggs. They requested Conor Ben's diet uh, nutritional plan from his nutritionist. He sent it to them. In the document, in the 270 pages, there is no mention of eggs from Conor Ben. So please don't, you know, we, oh, eggs, yeah, nice one, Conor. No, that is what the WBC have found from the scientific report in relation to the levels in the, in the testing versus the other tests that were around it, that they believe it was contaminated most likely. Most likely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's not his defence. Hmm. So we understand that happens and we, we get it. But he wanted to make that clear because since that statement come out, everyone's like, oh, Connor, eggs, no, pull the other one. It's like, no, no, read the statement see some key things that happened here. And there's a lot more to come out, which will. And that's his reasoning. We appreciate the opinion of the scientists. and and But that's, yeah, that was um, what he wanted to convey. Okay, so I'm not assuming this is going to be something that you will be able to answer, but I'll answer it, ask it anyway. So if the explanation of the consumption of eggs is from the experts um, in reference to the WBC, and that's to do with them and not Conor Ben. What, to your understanding then, is Conor Ben's explanation of why this he's in this situation? Have you, read, have you read the statement? Yeah, I've read it, yeah. yeah. I'm asking you. But in his opinion, if you look at it, the whole process is fundamentally flawed with various things that make absolutely no sense at all. Read the statement. I've read what the statement. It, I've read the what statement. does it say? What does it say? That one of his samples was tested three or four times and it was uh, negative every time. It, it was, re yeah. it was re after nine days. Oh, yeah, great. And there was a trace of... I mean, there's so many things in this process that make no sense. 
But the issue is that is an allegation from Connor Ben to Mortavada in the labs and to the WBC testing program. And if that is accepted as the reason, then there's major problems all around. I've got to ask so, another what, sorry, Edward, another thing that's picked up on, I picked up on in that statement was when he sent his representative, right? Correct. Uh, would not let the representative be involved in the process. Correct. That what is, was that about? Again, but this is, you're, you're, you're saying that and pulling that face. This is what happened. Every time you send a specialist or a scientist to be part of that B-sample process, they get to witness the entire procedure and they were not allowed to. So that's part of many things that happened during this process, many of which don't make sense. But he was sick and tired of not being able to say anything. His legal team said, no, do this. We've got this report. We've got this law case. He's like, no. Fuck it, now everyone thinks that I've made up something about eggs. I'm not having it. I'm telling you what happened. And there's loads more to come. But he's had enough. And now I, was like, I, I wish really we could just draw a line under it and move on. But he doesn't. He's on one. Because he had the chance, again, from the, that, that WBC statement to go, oh, I'm in the clear now. Let's just crack on. He doesn't want to. He wants to speak to everybody and tell everybody what's happened here on these various different situations and none of it makes sense. In that statement as well, he was very critical, as we know, of the board. There are reports that he's set to sue the board, the British board, uh, Boxing Board of Control. Can you make any comment on that? I don't really want to comment on that. I mean, look, in, in my, if it was up to me, we would find a way to get through this the British Boxing Board of Control govern the sport in this country. I think everybody, including the British Boxing Board of Control, made mistakes during this process. Um, but at the same time, I want Conor Ben to fight in the UK. He's got his own feelings about that at the moment because of how he feels towards the board and the potential legal case. But, you know, if it was down to me, I'd like to find a way to to move on. But we'll see. Do you think, though, that obviously this situation with Connor and the board is very complex and complicated? Do you see that situation ever being resolved? So Connor could yes, have a British licence again? I do. I do, and I hope so. But I would be surprised if that was for his next fight. Also, in that statement, he was talking about the B sample that he requested. Can you make comment on his part about that in the statement? What part was that? Well, he said that he'd requested the B sample at the earliest opportunity. I mean, yes, he, he requested that the B sample be open. He wanted to send his scientist. The scientist um, was, I think, came from, was travelling from somewhere internationally, was working for his representative on the legal side, flew to the uh, laboratory to open it and wasn't allowed to take part in the process. Very bizarre, this. Like, have you ever heard of that? Uh, mate, no. And I've not heard of about four or five things that have happened during this process. But again, no one really wants to take it on board. No one really wants to believe you. So just fucking get on with it. That's what. That's how I feel about it. Honestly, it's like you look at the reply to Connor's tweets and it's like no one's even read it. They just, they just make their own decisions. So he wants answers. I want progress. 
he did make like he, he put in his statement as well that it would have just been easier for him just to have gone. Yeah, had, yeah take had so my chances. Listen, he had so many chances to lie and get out of this a lot quicker, and he was not prepared to do so. And I saw that all firsthand. And that's why, as I said to you the other day, he hasn't played this perfectly because he's played it from his heart, his way, with nothing to hide. Oh, oh, what should I say? I don't know. Oh, tell me what to say. How do I get out of that? Oh, he's just like, I'm just going to fucking tell you how it is. Because I've never cheated. That is, that is how Conor Ben's thinking. Who has the answers to a lot of these questions anyway? And I'm speaking to you because we're doing the interview, but I'm just saying, who has answers to why it was like tested multiple times when it should have only been well, tested once? We, we, may, representative we, may, we may pursue those answers. We may pursue those answers in greater detail because his career, you know, but at the same time, is the WBC testing program, VADA. You know, WBC are in a tough position. They do a great job. But, you know, a lot of what I saw is very worrying for athletes. Yeah, because... But I do... I, listen, I also think VADA are the best at what they do. But this... Uh, you know, the, what we've just talked about there, it does not make sense. Are you concerned that this could happen to someone else? Of course. And I think people who will see that process will be concerned also. Okay. Look, just finally on this, are you still on plan to get Conor Ben in the ring uh, with this ongoing situation? It seems fucking messy as anything. And you're saying there's a lot more. Uh, look, you, you said the other day, I mean, it's not often you, you raise a great point. But the other day in the interview, you said, have you ever known any kind of attention for anything like this? You know, and you list British fighters that have tested positive before. You didn't list them because you wouldn't want to, but we know who they are. And it's either been swept under the carpet, forgotten about, or, or over in a couple of weeks or a month. Since September... Every day, people have been talking about this. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be talking about it, but I'm sorry, but there's there's agendas. There is agendas. It doesn't matter. Like, And people go, oh, here we go. I'm telling you, there's news outlets. They're, they're, they're just gone for the jugular on this, for Conor Ben. They didn't go for the jugular on other fighters. And now they probably won't even acknowledge anything in that statement. But just get on with it. Like, no one's going to believe you. Who cares? If you're, if you're telling the truth, if you're being honest in your heart, you can look yourself in the mirror and you can live your life and get on with it. So let's get on with it. Because I've never seen it since September. We're in March tomorrow. When are we going to get this, this kid... When are we going to let him resume his career? And, you know, he, people don't care what he's been through. He's been through a lot. People don't give a fuck what he's been through. And no. there are a lot of people uh, on social media, people involved in boxing, boxers, etc., that have voiced their opinion on a daily with Conor Ben 
that I've never seen tweet about anyone else, whether it's a UK fighter or not, that have failed a test. Uh-huh. But not That's... just that, the media. Outlets. Not everybody. The media are going to do what they're going to do. Makes you think. But people in boxing, boxers, people in boxing... I agree. Pick and choose who they want to hang out fly over a situation. Absolutely. So anyway, my battery's about to go. Genuinely. Where are you going, mate? Just tell us where you're going this week and what's on the zone. We're going Mexico, we're going Culiacan. Right? Angel Fierro. I've got to say, you will never watched one of our Mexican shows and they're not be absolute bangers. And this Saturday night in Culiacan, which is wild apparently, I'm gonna be heading out there later in the week going to be a great show so a lot of mexican talent you know when you look at fighters like Mauricio lara and Mauricio lara will be like fourth on the card prior to getting that big opportunity so much talent out there so much talent will your mate be there who oh canelo no why but hopefully we'll have an announcement soon why wouldn't he be there because he won't be in Coolican. He's in San Diego getting ready to fight on May the 6th. Yeah, but he'd jump on the old uh, jet, come over and see you, have a couple of tequilas and go home, couldn't he? No. Anyway, 1%. Can I ask you one more question? What did you sure. make of Tyson Fury being in Saudi Arabia uh, during fight week? Does it look like to you that a deal is closed? Yeah, I mean, I saw, his, I saw his tweet. I saw his tweet which would make you think that they've reached an agreement for that fight to take place over there. I mean, look, everyone was over there trying to nick, trying to nick a fight date, weren't they? Devin Haney, Deontay Wilder, and I'm sure they flew back thinking, I reckon I'm going to fight over there. But I do think that Usyk Fury, Usyk Fury's always been the one they want. And, you know, they're doing, they're doing a good job over there. I thought the show was great. There was a lot of people out there. I love you. I love you too, bro. <laughs> Shout out, Radio Raheem. Um, all right, Eddie, listen. It is 12 minutes past. All right. We'll catch you later in the week. Safe travels to Mexico, bro. Viva Cabrones. Sports Social Podcast Network.